0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Quincy on the Law. My name is Quincy and we're here for another episode of Quincy on the Law. Let's talk about auctioneers. Have you ever been auctioned? Are you facing the threat of auctioneers? If so, then you're in luck because today I want us to talk about the duties of an auctioneer as per the relevant laws. This is as per the Auctioneers Act. The auctioneer's practice rules of two thousand and nine which is an amendment by legal, some legal a legal notice and the auctioneer's regulations slash rules of nineteen ninety seven so first things first who is an auctioneer an auctioneer is any person who attaches for sale any movable or immovable property in execution of a court order passions to the provisions of any written law or contract an auctioneer is any person who sells or offers for sale any movable or immovable property or any interest therein by auction or by any other mode of sale by competition an auctioneer is any person who levies distress for rent or distrains under the provisions of the distress for rent act an auctioneer is any person who carries out evictions under an order of a court An auctioneer is any person who repossesses goods from any person passing to the provisions of any written law or contract and for the purposes of the Auctioneers Act an auctioneer is a person who is deemed to be carrying on the business of an auctioneer when it comes to auction sales the auctioneer must communicate the date time and place of every sale by auction in the prescribed manner usually be directed by a court order it's going to be by way of an advertisement in the news daily we're going to touch on that just a little bit later so where the auctioneer is trying to auction let's say movable or immovable property and he puts up the sale for auction and lots each lot shall be deemed to be a separate contract of sale these lots, of course or any other singular auction of a movable or immovable property must be subject to a reserve price. It must be known that a licensed auctioneer shall at all times act in a manner that is befitting of an officer of the court, and he shall ensure that his employees or his servants act in the simil- in a similar manner. They must act in accordance with the rules as may be prescribed when possessing, attaching storing or selling any property. The auctioneer must also maintain such books, accounts and records or or other documents as prescribed by the rules. If you have a complaint against an auctioneer, you file the complaint against the auctioneer based on misconduct, which misconduct uh, can be construed to be disgraceful or dishonorable conduct, which is incompatible with the status of an auctioneer. That complaint should be made to the auctioneer's licensing board within a period of one year after the occurrence of the event which gives rise to the complaint. Once you file the complaint at the board, will the, be a hearing, the complaint, the complainant, uh, and the licensed auctioneer will be heard. If the auctioneer wishes to be heard, evidence will be adduced, and the board may make a decision. Amongst the decisions that the board may make, If they find the auctioneer to be uh, in breach of the relevant rules they may order that the auctioneer be admonished they may order that the auctioneer's license be suspended for such a period not not exceeding six months or as the board may think fit they may order that the auctioneer's license be revoked they may order any other condition as they deem appropriate to be attached to the auctioneer's license they may also order the auctioneer to pay a fine which is not exceeding a hundred thousand shillings they may order that the licensed auctioneer pay compensation not exceeding a hundred thousand shillings to the person damnified by the misconduct they may order that the auctioneer be disqualified from holding an auctioneer's license for such a period as the board may think fit or the board may choose a combination of all these uh, sentences you may say uh, uh, the auctioneer, any auctioneer licensed by the decision of the board, may, within thirty days after receipt of the written notice of the decision, appeal against the decision to the High Court, setting out the grounds of appeal thereof, and giving the Registrar notice. However, any person uh, injured, injured not in the physical sense but economically. Has a right to recover damages from an auctioneer. You see, a person who suffers any special or general damages by the unlawful or improper exercise of any power by a licensed auctioneer shall be entitled to recover any damages from them. But the auctioneer, of course, as in any case, may claim contribution or indemnity from the complainant or try to limit the damages recoverable under any written law. But according to the Auctioneers Act, there is a general penalty, which says that any person convicted of an offence under the Auctioneers Act, for which no other penalty is specified, shall be liable to a fine not exceeding one hundred thousand shillings, or to imprisonment for a term not exceeding two years, or both, or both. So that that I was looking at the duties that are provided for under the Auctioneers Act, we can move swiftly to the Auctioneers Rules of 1997. Now, according to Part 3 of these rules of 1997, apply to the attachment and sale of movable and immovable property under the warrants of a court or letters of instructions from third parties. This includes distresses for rent and repossessions. Now, auctioneers are mandated to keep a register of all warrants received and letters of instructions. An auctioneer shall keep a register of all warrants and letters of instructions passed to him by a client and shall record in it the number of the case under which the warrant is given, the name and address of the creditor and advocate, the date he received each warrant, the amount is required to recover, the date of return of the endorsed upon the warrant, an itemized inventory of the property to be sold, showing the value to be placed on each lot, the amount to be realized in respect of each item sold, the date the warrant was returned to the court, The date and amount of proceeds of any sale forward to the court, or to the creditor or his advocate, and any charges to be levied by the auctioneer. Now, when it comes to immovable property, this is basically land. Upon the receipt of a court warrant or a letter of instruction, an auctioneer shall, in the case of land, record the warrant or letter of instruction in the register, prepare a notification for sale indicating the value of each property to be sold, locate the property and serve the notification of sale of the property on the registered owner of the property. This I will put so much emphasis because I do a lot of land litigation and this is where I get most auctioneers. Or this notice may be served from an adult member of the family of the registered owner residing or working with him. And where the person refuses to sign such a notification, the auctioneer shall sign a certificate to, to that effect. The auctioneer must also give in writing to the owner of the land a notice of not less than 45 days within which the owner may redeem the property by payment of the amount set forth in court, on the court warrant, or the letter of instruction. On the expiry of the period of notice, and if the auctioneer has not received the payment, then they can arrange for sale of the property, but not earlier than 14 days after the first newspaper advertisement. Now, when it comes to the newspaper advertisement, we usually see uh, auctioneers pull out even five or six pages, uh, usually at the back of the, of the newspapers, full of auctions of people's land. These advertisements uh, are usually ordered by the court. Now, an advertisement by an auctioneer shall, in addition to any any other matter required by the court, contain the date, time, play, and place of the proposed sale. The conditions of the sale or where they may be obtained, the time for viewing the property to be sold. When it comes to movable property these are basically chattels other than perishable goods and livestock, an accurate description of the goods to be sold and a statement as to whether or not they are to be sold and subject to result price must be provided in an advertisement. Now uh, furthermore when it comes when we let's go back to land, all the information required to be contained in the court warrant or letter of instruction, except the amount to be recovered and the exact amount of any reserve price, should be provided in the advertisement. Now let's get to the auction itself. The civil procedure rules that provide that the auction must be conducted between ten a.m. and six p.m. However, the other sales that may be conducted between ten a.m. 10 pm. And in either event, it must be done in a venue in a venue that is open to and accessible to the public. And it's lawful for the auctioneer to charge prospective bidders a respectable a reasonable sum for a sale catalogue or list of lots for sale. The auctioneer may also make reasonable shall make reasonable arrangements for the identification of the items to sale by list or catalogue and by allocation of lot numbers, which shall, so far as possible, be indicated on the goods at the time of the sale. Now, the auctioneer shall call out each lot for auction, identifying the lot number and showing it to the bidders the lot for sale, or in the case of land, identifying the lot for sale by reference to a map or sketch, and shall invite bids on it. The highest bidder shall be the purchaser, subject to compliance with the conditions of sale. The auctioneer shall, after selling the movable property, attaching goods or goods lawfully held under his custody, and for purposes of effecting transfer in favor of the purchaser, file an application to court which issued the decree, or to any other competent court which is applicable. The application shall be by way of motion, by way of miscellaneous application, supported by an affidavit, and may be heard ex parte. Many people come and cry, oh, I was never heard when this application was heard. No, the rules provide that you can be heard ex parte. Now, when it comes to the proceeds of the sale, uh, the payment by a purchaser at a sale of seeds goods shall be in the form of cash, banker's check, or electronic funds transfer. On receipt of the proceeds, the auctioneer must issue a receipt. and In the case of land, they must sign a memorandum of sale. The auctioneer must thereafter remit the proceeds of sale to court Less his charges, or to the instructing party, as the case may be, and it must be accompanied by an itemised account in the case of movable property within fifteen days of the sale, and in the case of immovable property, as per the rules of the Civil Procedure Rules. Yeah? Now, according to the Auctioneer's Practice Rules of two thousand and nine, it says that an auctioneer must ensure that they attain the best value for the goods sold at auctions conducted in executions of instructions given under the Act. So the auctioneer must obtain the best obtainable goods as per the Act. I know there are other provisions when it comes to uh, the Land Act, but we'll look at that later on. Now, when it comes to the civil procedure rules, and more specifically on the execution of decrees, the courts may, sometimes in the case of a sale by a public auction of land, require that the auctioneers obtain a certified search from the land registry to ascertain that indeed, indeed the land is in the name of the re- of the uh, judgment debtor, the person uh, who has lost the case and whose land is to be sold, they must ensure that the land is actually registered to him. There have been many cases where an auctioneer purports to act on a frolic of his own and auctions land. Uh, little did he know that the land had already been sold earlier. Okay, now when an auctioneer has come to attach your land as per the civil procedure rules, then the attachment shall be made by an order prohibiting the landowner from transferring or charging the property in any way, and all persons from taking and preventing all persons from taking any bit any benefit from such reported transfer or charge. And the attachment shall be complete and effective upon a registration of a copy of this prohibitory order or inhibition against the title of the property at the lands registry. This order must also be affixed on a, on a part of the property, a part that is visibly uh, evident to whoever resides thereon. Now, let's revisit that slightly that issue of the advertisement because it's quite important. Now, where any property is to be sold by public auction in the execution of a court order, the court shall order that the public notice and advertisement be given in be made in a newspaper of uh, wide circulation in the relevant jurisdiction or area of the judgment data person who lost the case. Such public notice shall be drawn up after the notice has also been given to the decree holder and the judgment data and shall set the time and place of sale and specify as fairly and as accurately as possible the property to be sold, any encumbrance to which the property is liable, the amount for the recovery of which the sale is ordered, and every other thing which the court considers material for a purchaser to know in order to judge the nature and value of the property, provided that notice to the judgment data may be dispensed with or substituted service thereof be given for reasons that may be ordered by the court. Now when it comes to that issue of every other thing, which the court considers material for purchaser to know in order to judge the nature and the value of the property. Here we have the cases, uh, especially one by Justice Bohr in the Electrical Marketing case versus Nairobi City Council where it was ruled that as such an evaluation report must be obtained. And the valuation report must be a recent valuation report uh, obtained in the past 12 months. This is so as to obtain, so as to ensure that we obtain, the, we obtain the best price possible for the land being sold. Now, here's the best part. Where your land has been sold and you are aggrieved because of the ground of irregularity of fraud. So where any land has been sold in the execution of a court order, the decree holder or any person whose interests are affected by the sale may apply to the court to set aside the sale on the ground of a material irregularity or a fraud in publishing or conducting it provided that no sale shall be set aside on the ground of irregularity or fraud unless upon the facts proved to the court it is satisfied that the applicant has sustained substantial injury by reason of such irregularity or fraud yes and for the purchasers who purchase property from public auctions where the sale of any land has become absolute, the court shall grant a certificate specifying the property to be sold and the name of the person who at the time is declared to be the purchaser and such certificate shall bear the date and the day on which the sale shall become absolute. I know under the repealed RTA Act, it provided for vesting orders and I've ex- see many vesting orders going around and they are They are functional because that law provided for it and they they, they actually want you, they can be registered against the title of the property. Yes, so it's fine. So are you facing the threat of (laughs) auctioneers? You need to call your lawyer as soon as possible so that you can activate your rights and see how you can either propose a repayment plan or if there is breach or material irregularity, it's good to discover it at the earliest opportune time because there are timelines attached to these procedures. Now, I wish to conclude this uh, first series on the duties of, of, of an auctioneer the here, but I'm going to touch on the next, in, in the next episode, I'm going to touch on the charges that an auctioneer should levy and case law of auctioneers being found to have either breached the law or being found to have conducted options uh, legally. So, this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Quincy, and this is Quincy on the law. Please subscribe for more.